Good morning and uh, welcome. It's a good day to be together to uh, worship God and to uh, lift up our, our praises to God. I'm Pastor Ray Fidgel and I'm glad to be sharing with you on this uh, wonderful day as we uh, share together a very special time of worship. I'm going to invite you, if you would, uh, as you're able, to stand with me and uh, let's engage in worship by sharing in a call to worship. Like a whisper that lures us to safety, gentle as a prayer that eases our worry, your word comes to us, loving God. Talking God, open our hearts to hear you. And free our voices to praise you. Let our voices be let loose, right? To praise God uh, as we sing together. We uh, bow our hearts together and share in a prayer. You have brought us, O oh God, to another Lord's Day when we are privileged to worship you with our brothers and sisters in Christ. May we have unity of mind and heart as we open ourselves to the movement of your Holy Spirit. As your love grows within us, May we have rich fellowship with you and with one another. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So um, we've started doing our, our pegs, talking about them each week to pray, give, uh, pray, engage, give, and, and serve. And um, 
I want to encourage you to be doing that each and every day, be finding ways that you that you engage in worship, that you engage in God's Word, that you're in prayer for the community of faith, uh, that you find ways to serve week in and week out, and, and of course also to give. Um, we have giving baskets for those of you who are on site, you know, there, and you like the old paper thing of writing a check or something, or putting you know that flip-flop money in an envelope. You can drop it in the basket. Of course, go online and use the technology online in our, in our digital platform. Um, but uh, part of our, our peg, one of our foundation points that we're going to share in today is about our covenant uh, commitment, our, our commitment, our vows to be in covenant, to be in relationship, to engage in relationship with one another uh, through those vows. And so we're, today we're actually uh, receiving the uh, covenant cards. Now, you may have gotten these in the snail mail, uh, you know, a real paper at home. You may have seen the uh, the email that came to you. I know that it's on the uh, the website also that you can do it. And if you and here's the thing: if you like paper, you filled out the paper and brought it with you, or there are cards and pens available right over there. If you're here and you like the paper and you want to fill out the paper, and you can do that. And um, uh, we'll have a time in the worship service where we'll be praying over these. And if it's your pattern and desire to lay the card on the altar and come up and kneel at the altar in prayer, you may certainly do that later in the service. I can tell you that I tried out the email, and I did the email, and if this old guy can follow the technology and do his card on the email, I, in fact, I sent it in and then called staff and checked. Said, did it go through? Did it work? And uh, Yeah, it worked, and so it worked. If you do use the website, though, you've got to know a churchy word. You know, it's, it's under stewardship, and if you click through the process there, um, there's a way to do that, and if you need help doing that, of course, folks in the office can, can help you. Um, but um, we want to do these, if you haven't already done it this week and responded, we're, we're going to be doing it today in worship, and I, we're praying for, for all of us to engage in worship, to engage with one another by committing ourselves to this covenant that we share together. Um, now, the covenant is to pray, engage, give, and serve, and I say, you know, I, I made the card, so I said, oh, check all that apply, and then I realized, well, all of them apply, so you check them all. And then uh, uh, under the give, you give an estimate of your giving for 2022 and, uh, and what you'll be giving uh, per week or per, per month. And you, you put those uh, in there, and it's our chance to uh, opportunity to, um, to boldly and courageously uh, covenant together to be the church and to share our vows with one another and to be the church as we move into the new year. Amen?
enthralled with Michael, I almost forgot it's my turn. If you'll bow your heads and pray with me this morning. 
As we enter into this time of prayer, O oh God, we offer our gratitude that you are always present to us. Holy God, in this time and place, we prepare to meet you as your body, the church. We acknowledge you as our head. We anticipate your spirit moving among us. We await your word, knowing that through it our lives and loves will be reordered. Come to us in power to confront, convict, and comfort, for we are your people made in your image. As we enter into worship, we want every word that is spoken or sung to lift you up and make your name great. We desire to proclaim your truth, to hear from your word, and to respond to you with our worship. We have made plans for this time together, but we ask that it would be truly your spirit who guides us. Let us be willing to set aside our own agendas when we sense you leading us. We are so grateful to be able to gather, and we look forward with expectancy for what you will do in and through us today. Holy God, we are awed and humbled by your gracious presence among us. We pray as your son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
The gospel today is from uh, Mark chapter uh, 13. Now, Mark's the shortest of the gospels. It's only, uh, it's only you know, half of maybe what some of the other gospels are. So this is towards the end of the story, according to Mark. And so Jesus has reached Jerusalem. He's, he's, he's there, um, and the uh, passion is very close at hand. And uh, here's what Mark records in the 13th chapter. As Jesus left the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, look! What awesome stones and, and buildings! And Jesus responded, Do you see these enormous buildings? Not even one stone will be left upon another. All will be demolished. Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the uh, temple. Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us. Tell us when these things will happen. What sign will show that things are about to come to an end? And Jesus said, watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name saying, I'm the one. They will deceive many people. But when you hear of wars and reports of wars, don't be alarmed. These things must happen. But this isn't the end yet. Nations and kingdoms will fight against each other, and there will be earthquakes and famines in all sorts of places. These things are just the beginning of the sufferings associated with the end. Amen. Amen. Oh Lord, may you teach us about the end and tomorrow so that we might act today in ways that honor you and glorify you. Amen and amen. Well, tell us when the end is coming because we want to plan for the end, right? You got to plan for the end. You got you to plan for everything. I mean, that's what people won't tell you when they say it's time to take care of your wills, you know, and your estates and your trust. You know, you got to plan for the end. You've got to plan. You've got you've to put that money aside in that wonderful account that will give to the church in perpetuity beyond you, right? You want to you set up one of those trusts and be able to, to, to do that. And so you've got to plan. You've got to prepare because, you know, the end is coming. You've got to line everything up and put it into place. Now, do we do that? Do we line everything up? Or do we procrastinate and say, well, I'll get to that? Oh, it's easy to be distracted, isn't it? It's easy to, to put it off. The end is coming. The end is coming. It's going to be here. You've got to prepare. You've got to prepare and you've got to be ready. There is this, I was reading the story this week. There's this article called uh, Bunkers for Billionaires. And this developer actually got the uh, bunkers in Kansas that held the Atlas uh, nuclear warheads during the Cold War. You know, it's those underground bunkers that are made to withstand a, a nuclear holocaust. And so this developer got those bunkers and developed them into condos so that, you know, people could be prepared for when the end came. You know, and it cost millions of dollars, but you can buy a 900-square-foot uh, condo and have a nice place. But, of course, if you need more space, there's the double layer, the double uh, floor one. And, of course, there's the penthouse that's worth like four, five, six million dollars. 
you know, to get your second home underground in a bunker and you know, for when the end time comes. Now, how you have a penthouse in an underground bunker, I'll never know. But, you know, you've got to be prepared. You've got to be ready. You've got you, you to put everything into place and you've got to act now in order to be prepared for the future when everything is going to absolutely fall apart, you know, when everything is going to fall apart and, and come apart. You know, the end is coming, and, and the, the, when we talk about the end times, and it's in the scriptures, and Jesus says, you know, there's going to be ru- wars and rumors of wars, it's going to be this and that, and it's just the beginning, and everybody's getting scared. The, our, our understanding in the church is not about scaring us, but it's really a story of hope. The the big churchy word is called eschatology. Eschatology, the study of the end times. And the study of the end times throughout the scriptures, and particularly in this one, is about interpreting our present moment with hope because God has the end times. The end times is when Jesus comes back. And so what this eschatology talks about, what Jesus is talking about in the scripture is about the immediacy of the kingdom of God. It's about this immediate moment. It's now. It's at this moment. Even when we don't know the future, when we don't know the details, we don't have a deadline. Someone hasn't said, oh, the world's coming to an end in 2012. That one worked, right? You know, or Y2K is going to be it. Or this date or that date is going to be April 32nd. You know, this date is coming. You know, and when that happens... You know, we want to have a date, but without a date, without that plan, there's this mystery of God that God has this future. And so it's on us to have this courageous moment in the immediacy of today. But here's the thing. Without the information of the deadline, of the date, of the what to look for, what to watch for, it's easy for us to get distracted, isn't it? It's easy for us to get led astray. And so that's what Jesus talks about. He says, don't let yourself get distracted. Don't let yourself be led astray. Don't, don't lose focus. You know, it's not about what that end time looks like. It's about how you are acting in this moment and what you are doing in the immediacy of the kingdom. So don't get distracted. And how many of us have, of course, been distracted when we say, like, say, well, I'll do this, fill in the blank, when I get to this point, when I get to this place, when, when this happens, you know, then I'll be able to do that. But you know, I'll put it off into the future. Like, I will have kids when I can afford children. Well, that's one way to never have a next generation, right? Because you can never afford children. You can never afford them. You know, I will serve in ministry when my schedule lightens up at work. I will serve more when I get past this physical ailment. I will serve more when uh, the kids are grown and, and out of the house. You know, I'll do this somewhere down the line into the future. I'll give more money to the ministry of the church when I can take care of this little financial situation that I have. Or I'll, I'll give more money when I make more money. Or I'll give more money when I win the lottery. You know, know, when when the lightning strikes, then I'll I'll, I'll do so much down the road. 
And Jesus says, yeah, one day it'll all be demolished. It'll all be gone. But what have you done today? Don't be led astray. I'll do more when things ease up a little bit. The kingdom work is now. The kingdom work is now. The good news of studying the, you know, this eschatology that we talk about is that we follow Jesus now with the courage and the boldness that Jesus holds the future and that Jesus has the future. And so we act today. We act today to give and serve and engage in faith because we know that Jesus holds the future and we don't know what it's going to be, but we're going to act today to prepare for it. And so that's what we talk about when we're talking about this covenant. This covenant to give is a courageous act. It's an act of, of courage. Courage to give and to serve and engage in the community now rather than putting it off. Like, well, when things get better. Well, I'll, I'll engage more when I, when I have more time, when I can free up more time. Tell me something. Do you know something I don't, that sooner or later you're going to get eight days in a week and the rest of us aren't, you know? Or maybe, you know, the days are going to be longer than 24 hours in the, somewhere in the future, you know? So when I have more time, when my year is more than 365 days, then I'll, I'll give that extra over and above, you know? You, you know, it, you, we're not going, things are not, to give and serve, engage now takes that courage because we have our parameters. We have what we have in this moment. And we give and we serve and we engage and we pray so that the kingdom is here on earth now. Because isn't that what Jesus said? When Jesus talks about this immediacy of the kingdom, we, Jesus over and over again said the kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand. The kingdom of God is knocking on the door. It's, it's here. It's opening up. Now is the time to act. Oh, well, when are these end times going to be? When is it going to be the crucial moment for me to get my act together? The kingdom's at hand. This is the moment. This is the time to act. The courageous time to take that step of faith is now. This is the moment. This is the moment for that courageous step of faith. And we have been blessed overwhelmingly here at New Horizons by a community of faith that has taken bold and courageous steps year after year after year after year through the history of New Horizon, these bold and courageous steps that have blessed this, this congregation and this community of faith in very real ways. It was five years ago that we began talking about this new building and raising money for this new building and taking that courageous step, and it's, it's here. It's present. Two and a half years ago, we entered into a relationship with the Sister Methodist Church that became a year and a half ago a merger of us coming together. And the people and the resources and the, and the facility all became one church, one community of faith in that bold and courageous step that is now producing ministry that is partnering with the neighborhoods and the community and the businesses in different locations and reaching people. We have partnered together in many different ways to take these bold and courageous steps. In recent months, we've taken these bold steps to digital church, fully-fledged digital church. If you haven't gone on the new church website, it's been out a couple of months now, 
you know, we have a new church website, and it's driving a lot of the ministry that can happen, uh, you know, online. You can you can give, you can find out information about stuff, you can sign up to volunteer and help out with things. The, you can do everything through the website. And you know what? We're going to take it another step. We're going to make it easier. Well, easier for another generation. It might be hard for for, for people like me. Is that we're, we've developed a church app. You're going to be able to put an app on your phone and go directly to engaging in worship, engaging in giving, engaging in serving, signing up for, for this, uh, finding out and engaging in a study or a scripture. Or, or, you know, we produce lots of stuff that shows up on our digital platform with the worship this week and devotionals that happen and, you know, little videos and little sound things and classes that you can be a part of. And you'll be able to do it in an app. Can you imagine that? Yes, there will be a Sunday a few weeks from now when I will here and say, everybody take out your phone, and this is how you download the apps, and, you know, and this is you know, what you can do through that. Bold and courageous steps for the next step of faith, but it takes courage to do that and to move forward. We've had great people do great ministry and great things in the staff and the leaders and in this church. We have been blessed to take courageous steps of, of adding leaders and adding staff that have pushed us forward. We have all of these blessings. We have all of these blessings and all these gifts so that we can serve and give and engage now in this moment as the church continues to evolve. That's courage. That's courage to take those steps today for the blessings of the next generation. This congregation has been courageous in love and in the hospitality as we reach out and welcoming to our community. Our community has come to us as individuals. You know, people have come individually, but there have also been these groups, groups of folks that have found their way to attach to this faith community. Groups that may have come from another uh, faith community in another location and things happen and they came as a group or Certainly in our merger, there was a group of people that are great leaders and, and committed to the mi mission and ministry of the church. But there have been school groups that have come and, and engaged in being the church around the mission and the, and the work and packing for nourishing lives. There have been community groups and, and scouting groups that have, that have come and connected with the church. There have been partnerships with uh, organizations and clubs and other not-for-profits and businesses that have come together to, to help wonderful things happen that bless our community. This is great and wonderful things that are happening in these partnerships, all because of the courage to take the next faithful step. And the next faithful step is on us today. The next faithful step of this covenant commitment that we make. This covenant commitment to, uh, to be a part of this community of faith that develops disciples. And the covenant that we make helps develop our discipleship too. Because that's what we're about. We're about helping people to discover the love of God, develop as disciples of Jesus Christ, and then deploy in mission and ministry with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can do that because we covenant together to support, engage, pray for, help each other, help one another, and help ourselves 
do that discover and developing and deploy. And yes, we're going to use the buildings and we're going to use the different sites and we're going to use the technology and use it for evangelism. We're going to commit ourselves to funding and supporting all of this and undergirding it. And we covenant to do this together. We don't know what the future is going to hold and what's going to, what's going to come. We're going to move into it, though, with courage. We could have never have guessed four years ago that we would have gone through the last two years that we've gone through with COVID and how we would be the church. But those who took courageous acts four and five years ago enabled us and empowered us to have the foundational resources and, and, and thinking and generosity to do what we've done in the last couple of years. And what we do today provides for the next. We covenant together today to do this for God's kingdom that is here and now. I remember... Um, more than 30-some years ago. I was part of a church down in Homestead in, in South Dade. And the time had come for us to build a building. And uh, we needed a building. We, uh, our space had become quite uh, cramped. The ministries were expanding. We needed a place for youth and young adults. And we thought that, that would be, they could greatly use the, uh, the hall that we already had, which was too small, and people were tripping over each other. The the kitchen couldn't do a whole lot of things. This is back in the days when churches would all gather together and have a meal. Some of you might remember those days, you know, long, long ago. Um, and this is a farming community, so farmers were always bringing their produce. We were always cooking up meals and sharing it with the community, that sort of thing. So we decided it was time to build this building. And they came up with, an, uh, they raised money for the building, and our budget for the building was $750,000. And we came up with uh, all the needs that we would have to do the mission and ministry that we foresaw in the community and reaching out. It would need a commercial kitchen, a big hall, and dividing walls in the hall so we could have different rooms and that sort of thing. And we gave it to an architect and said, you know, this is what we need. Let's see what you've got. And they came back with this beautiful building. It connected with the Spanish style of the church and all of that and provided all that we need. And it would cost us only $1.1 million dollars. And we said, no, 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 our budget's 750. You need to fix that. You know, you got to come in, you know, with what we, what we feel like we can afford to pay. And the architect said, fine. And they came back with a, another drawing and, and, made, and we made some difficult decisions. And they came back and said, this is a $750,000 building. It was an ugly, useless little square box. It was already too small for the ministry we already had going. So now it was time, it was a moment to take a courageous step. And the community of faith said, nah, God's going to need the $1.1 million building. And you know how those projects go. It cost $1.2 by the time it was done. And we put fire hydrants in for the neighborhood. You know, We built that building. Boy, it was nice could divide off half of it and half could be up against a stage area and two other large classrooms and there were classrooms dedicated classrooms off to the side and these big beautiful bathrooms and I insisted the bathrooms have showers in them because you needed showers and places where you could launch mission teams to help with the uh, migrant communities in our area and you know and so it was a big beautiful building and and it was there that you know farmers don't like to be in debt and now there was a debt that had to be serviced and two years after the building was done, 
Hurricane Andrew hit. And that building and that location and that parking lot became the hub of the distribution of food and clothes and water and resources of the United Methodist Church to Homestead and the South Dade area. Places where large trucks could come in and unload and get stuff to different distribution sites, to get stuff to the, to the migrant workers, to, get to uh, have repair teams and work teams come in and stay and be able to stay overnight and stay for weeks and have showers and have resources. The boldness, the courage of the step of faith two years pre prior, three and four years prior, made a difference in that moment. There will be earthquakes and things will fall apart and yeah, all that stuff's going to come and you never know when it's going to happen. But what are you doing in this moment? Don't be distracted, Jesus says. Don't put it off. Don't delay. This is the moment that God's kingdom is coming in. This is the moment the kingdom is at hand. It's here and upon us. How will we act in this moment, this moment of covenant? And so I'm going to invite us to take a few moments of, of prayer over our covenant commitments. If you're one of those people that likes paper, we've got the paper card. You know, we've got the paper card. If you didn't bring it with you, that you got one in the mail, you know. Or, of course, you may have already done it online. Like I said, I tried it out online myself. It, it worked from the email that came out. But this moment we're going to, and I want you to do it today. You know, you use the card today. Don't, don't delay. Don't put it off. Um, and if you want to bring your filled out card, your paper card, and lay it at the altar and kneel here in prayer, you're certainly welcome to do that. But let's take some quiet moments and pray over the covenant that you are making with the community of faith. The covenant as we step into the unknown future and where we respond to the call of Jesus Christ to not be distracted, and that the kingdom is at hand, and to take that next step of faith into it. Let's bow our hearts together in prayer. We'll take a few quiet moments, and if you want to come forward, that's fine. But wherever and however you are engaging in worship this day, take some moments to pray over your covenant commitment to the community of faith.
most gracious and holy God, we pray for your spirit to move among us in the community known as New Horizons. May the covenants that we make today, may the commitments and the vows that we make today honor and glorify you. And may they strengthen a community of faith that is always looking towards and focusing on the new horizon, the new direction of, of faith. Lord, let what we lay on your altar and what we offer to you and what we give in our hearts and what we share, let it be courageous. Let it be generous. Let it be extravagant. Let it reflect your kingdom that is coming here on earth as it is in heaven. Let it reflect the love of Jesus Christ for each and every person. Lord, take these covenants that we make these very essence of ourselves and our resources that we offer to you. And let them be transformed into good news. Good news that, that shares the gospel with the community, which shares the gospel with hurting individuals. Lord, these covenants, we know that these are the, the wings of the evangels. Us, as we go out and, and live out our faith each day. So, Lord, let your Holy Spirit move like a breath of, a fresh breath of wind and bless these offerings that we bring. Bless these covenants and may they be multiplied for your kingdom's work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let us also respond to God with song. So I invite you to uh, stand as you're able and uh, let's sing together, O day of God, O day of God, draw nigh.
go, go now with the uh, call to act today in this moment. I know what some of you are thinking. Some are going to say, oh, I'll take the card and I'll think about it. Or I really should check the website at some time and figure that out. You know, I had a son who missed a field trip because his father procrastinated with the paperwork. You know, what does the next generation miss when we say, I'll think about it? Go now to act in this day, to covenant in this day with the community of faith that God has ordained, that Jesus Christ has given his life for. Go now with the blessing and the assurance that we can act with courage because Jesus holds our today and our tomorrow. Amen. Amen.